Dude, I love the air. I thought it was only for the movies, but... No, man, that's me in real life. I've been doing this hair for Welcome to uh, Film Noobs. I know we took a big break, but now we're back. And I'm glad that we're actually talking to old film, not really old filmmakers, but filmmakers that kind of contributed to our film festival about a couple of years ago when COVID was going on and all this other mess. We had to take a break, but I'm glad to be back. I'm, I'm glad to talk to other you know, people that are, are still in the filmmaking business, still active, still putting out content, still just being a badass content creators man and i i really mean that and i'm really happy uh, the first person i have back with us is ryan harrison um he is director producer um actor fucking stunt guy uh i know you played a couple of ninja roles hidden right there you know um yeah yeah i was a long guy so introduce yourself brother thanks hey yeah i'm ryan harrison i'm uh yeah the writer director editor vfx artist <laughs> of uh, Ninja Badass, yeah, and that came out. Um, it's on Blu-ray now on Amazon and Walmart. You know, you can buy it, or it's uh, free on Tubi. It's streaming on Tubi. Um, but yeah, so that came out last summer of 2022. Shot it in 2015. It was in yeah. festivals in like, the 2020s and 2021s, <laughs> and so yeah, finally came out in 2022. Man, okay, so. I didn't know that it, it, you had shot in 2025. I mean, uh, 2015. 2015. Yeah. So let, let's talk about the process first, and then we'll go into the movie. Because I really did want to talk a little bit about the movie without giving too much, you know, away. Even though, yes, yeah. it has been a process. But people, I don't want to give it all away because they should see the film. If they love, because a lot of us, and in, in, in especially the people that I talk to, the people that kind of, you know, the three people that listen to our podcast, that have been faithful, you know. And even my movie, they all love cheesy B movies that just, they're not meant to be taken serious, but have a great time. And that's what Ninja Badass is. It's just a great time. So let's talk nice. about your process. Um, you said you shot it 2015. So was it solely written by you or did you collaborate? Yeah. No, it was solely written by me. So um, I started writing it probably in like 2007 or something <laughs> because I was really into ninja movies like Ninja Thunderbolt and Ninja Terminator. I don't know if you've seen any of those. But they're by Godfrey Ho. And he would take, like, old Hong Kong, like, crime movies, and he'd cut them together with, like, this New Zealand, these New Zealand actors, and they'd be dressed as ninjas. And they'd yeah. redub the Hong Kong movies and then, like, splice them together to make a ninja movie that they'd release, you know, everywhere. But they were, like, super cheesy, and they'd be, like, ninjas. They would yell ninjas in, like, broad... They, they would yell ninja in broad daylight and then, like, run around on a field. So... 
Right. There are a lot of references to that in uh, my movie. I love American Ninja. I love Hong Kong action movies and stuff. Um, so, yeah, I started writing it in, like, 2007-ish. And then, yeah, I just noodled around with it, like, forever. Originally, it was supposed to be a lot darker. It was going to be called White Trash Ninja. And it was going to be, like, a Harmony Corinne-type, um, you know, artsy. A lot artsier. Yeah. But, um you know, as time went on, I just, like, added in stupid stuff. So um, it just got stupider and stupider to where it's not really that artsy anymore. It's just more stupid, which I'm totally happy with. But, yeah, so um, I grew up in Indiana. So I moved to um, – after college, I moved to Vegas where I worked on a vampire movie doing visual effects. Um, the guy that did the spheres and Phantasm – you ever see the Phantasm yeah. movies? Yeah, so he, he worked on, like, Phantasm 2 through 4, making the spheres. And he worked on other stuff, too. Um, I think he did, like, a hand in Bubba Hotep or something. Okay. Um, yeah, I worked on his vampire movie in Vegas for, like, a year. So that's where I really got into, like, compositing and stuff and learned from him. And then I moved to L.A. I got into movie trailers. And so I just saved up money to make the Ninja movie. Um, and I went back to Indiana in, like, 2015. Some of the friends I made in L.A., I brought them with me. Um, one of them plays my friend Kano in the movie. The other one shot the movie, uh, Daryl. I met them in an improv class in L.A. in, like, 2011 or 12. But, yeah, so we shot the movie in 2015 in Indiana. And then we shot more. We, we didn't shoot the beginning and end. We shot that the next year, which was good. Because I feel like the beginning and end are, like, the the better parts of the movie because <laughs> I had more experience. Like I kind of knew where it should go. Like I rewrote it too um, before we uh, shot it. But yeah, so then, and then I took like uh, three years editing and doing the VFX at night, you know, after my day job working on movie trailers um, in LA. Uh, so that was a slog. And then, um, <laughs> I tried to get into film festivals and I got rejected for like a year from like every festival. And then eventually I started getting into them. And that's when the, the we got into the first, our first screen, our first screening was right before the pandemic, like a month before yeah. the pandemic. So, um, yeah, I mean, it kind of sucked cause I was like so pumped, you know, it's my first movie. And then like, you know, everything was online and getting canceled and stuff. But, um, the festival run was still cool. We went to Italy. We were shown in a theater in Italy. Um, got into your film festival. Got an award, which is really important to me. It's on the poster. Actually, you it's got like two, two or three, I think. You got uh, Best Comedy. Um, oh, yeah. No, we have like 20 or something. We have – oh, 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 from your festival. Yeah, Best yeah. Comedy. Yeah, it's even on, even on the Blu-ray. Best Comedy. <laughs> Very important to me. It's a good award, right next to me. There you are. No, no shame whatsoever. I, I noticed that throughout the whole movie. I was like, oh my goodness, you put yourself out there. Like, put yourself out there. I was like, yep. <laughs> yeah. Well, originally I was gonna be naked during the um, like the hotel scene with the foot. Uh huh. I'd be naked and then chickened out, probably for the best. Well, I mean, you did you know, the car. <laughs> yeah, I did. Yeah, and that—that's you know—that didn't actually happen. That's on a green screen. Oh yeah. That was filmed in North Hollywood. So that's like the only <laughs> thing that's filmed in LA. 
So, like, the guy that filmed the movie, Daryl, he's a real sweetheart. Like, he's so awesome. And he was a real trooper for everything. But, yeah, I had him come over to my apartment, and I had a green screen set up, and I was, I was like, I'm going to be naked. And so he would, like, hit the record button on the camera and then turn around, and I would take off my shorts and then, like, do whatever naked shit I had to do. And then he'd turn back. I'd put the clothes back on, and he'd turn around and, like, hit the stop record button again. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> yeah. Man, okay, so, so good. No, I I think that was the yeah that's the story of Ninja Badass, and so I'm I've been like I wrote like a pilot based on it, um, which would focus on Haskell and a, a different pig. It'd be a talking pig, and um, I don't know. Hopefully someday you know there could be more Ninja Badass adventures. It's just really hard to get anyone interested in anything in Hollywood, so. I might just have to save up money again and make another Ninja Badass, you know, myself. Well, I mean, you're you're in Hollywood. Nothing against them, but it unless you're part of an IP that's proven money, it's I don't know. I it just it seems like yeah. they don't want to deal with any originality, any kind of like that may may not make it, or or, or uh-huh. just something that's new, you know. Yeah, no, it's very hard to get in anywhere. So, like, I've been trying to, since the movie came out last summer, I've been, I was trying to get a writing manager. Um, mm-hmm. But that's, like, it, it seems like it's impossible. Like, and the same thing kind of with an acting manager. And I have, like, acting agents, and I've been in stuff um, since last summer, like, on my Instagram, my IMDb. But, like, yeah. I was in the baby music video with a pretty big part, and I was in an Oliver Tree music video, and just random stuff like an Amazon, uh, like a ring security commercial, just random things. But yeah. I'm trying to, like, get in that way, hopefully, as, like, a character actor, and then I can try and do, like, writing stuff or something. But, yeah, it's, like, you're competing with, like, celebrities. You know, celebrity children are in writer's rooms and stuff. So you're competing yeah. with those people. Like, it's just uh, nuts. Well, I mean, you got your, you're moving to distribution, so that's a good thing. Um, and a yeah. lot of cats always ask me, and because we got our our uh, film and distribution, and it just so happened that we lucked out. For me, it was it was sheer luck, because I I had put it on Amazon, and I was pretty much done with it. I had our shelf mine, and all of a sudden a freaking agent hits me up. He's like, dude, I love your cheesy bullshit movie, you know, and I'm starting up my company. Would you mind giving me a chance for three years? I'm like, dude, if you can make money off that shit, fuck it, here. Yeah. Three, three years, I don't care. You know, I had already done yeah. my run. I had done the festival run. I had done Amazon, and I was like, okay, cool. You know, everybody that I know that should be buying the movie has already bought it, and I, I don't know how else because I don't have the marketing power. I don't have the tools to get out there. But then, yeah. like I said, I just lucked out. Um, With you, what was your – like in with the distribution because like you said you have it on Tubi, I saw it, you have it on Amazon, you also have it um, I think like two other uh, uh streaming services. I can't remember what it was, but I saw it on oh Voodoo, yeah. and um I think iTunes, if I'm not oh, yeah? mistaken. Yeah, yeah, that'd be cool. Because I was um, googling yeah. the movie just to make sure I had all my bases covered when I, I talked to you. Yeah, and so um. It was just through being at festivals, I had a, um, I think a sales agent reach out to me. And I don't know if you really, you don't need a sales agent 
these days. But I was hoping to get in with, like, Lionsgate or something or, like, you know, some bigger, like, genre releasing or, like, Arrow. So that was my hope with, like, paying the sales agent. But I don't know if it – um they were nice and everything. But um they did give me a distributor. It was at Bayview Entertainment, which they're they're really nice, too. They're really transparent with everything. Um Yeah. Uh, like as far as like how many sales and stuff, which is what I mean. It seems like anyone who has a movie that's distributed, they they're always just like fuck distributors. They never give you any money. They're always lying and they're always spending it on other shit. But Bayview, like they don't, they don't. They're very transparent about it, and they've actually paid me like the first quarter it was available. They paid me uh, money from the movie, not a lot, but you know some. Um, yeah. Yes, so I got the sales agent just by being at festivals. I think it was, like, from the Australian festival we were in. Mm-hmm. And then they went out to um, different distributors, and we got Bayview. And then I also paid for a publicist um, to get reviews and stuff. And that's where, like, a lot of the – not a ton of the reviews, but, yeah, a lot of the reviews. I also got a New York Times review. Yeah, which overall that. is. Yeah, overall it's negative, but there are a lot of good quotes from it. So I use that and stuff. I feel like that's the biggest thing that I got from the experience. Just to have New a York Times, just to get it, whether it be positive or negative, it doesn't matter. And this is one thing that we've yeah. always talked about. And I had to kind of be reprogrammed into thinking. It's like, dude, first of all, somebody saw your film, and then they took the time to review the, the movie and then publish it, you know, publicize it out there. And they they put you at a caliber that most films are put in to you know what I mean they're not just going to review your movie just because you're you're whatever so it's like right. you have to think about it that way you're like fuck it because I was the same way because when I first got my first review they tore me up and I knew I knew my film yeah. was was a red headed stepchild I knew that um, it wasn't meant to be serious it wasn't meant to be whatever it was my first film it was cheesy it was it was low really low actually no budget. Uh, all our money went to buying beer for the guys to, you know, help be there with their low rider cars. But it was one of those things I'm like, man, dude, you know, I, I was really down and out about my first review because they're like, oh, this is stupid. This is that, you know, people speaking bilingual, they're stupid. I'm like, wow, dude, I got to <laughs> up a new one. I was like, whoa. Jeez. Yeah, but I was like, dude, after that, I was like, I figured out or somebody kind of made me see the light that like for somebody to take the time to watch a film, emote something out of you, you emoted something out of them, you know what I mean? Whether it be right, hate, yeah. anger, happiness, or whatever. You're like, fuck, dude, I, I did my job as a filmmaker. But New yeah, York Times, yeah. dude, bro, come on. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, no, that's a really good perspective to have on it. And I, I haven't had that perspective. So, like, every every bad review, it would just kill me. Like, and I've got, you know, Ninja Bass got a ton of bad reviews. You yeah. know, I only put, like, good quotes online and shit because there are enough <laughs> reviews. But I can be like, hey, here's a good one. Solid good review, yeah. But yeah, people like talk shit about my hair, and like I was saying, like this is just my hair, like it's just me naturally. And so it'd yeah. be like his, his hair is stupid, and like his voice is stupid, and it's like it's all me. So it's like it's <laughs> <laughs> like all me. I wrote it. It's like all. It's like looking into my head or something, or at least that's what people think. But um, yeah. So it hurts. It always hurt really bad, and I think I've gotten over it a bit. Yeah, and I try and have that perspective of just, like, I'm always thankful when someone just watches a movie or the trailer, period. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, it's tough. Uh, 
handling uh, reading something negative about something you spent like, you know, 10 years on and put all your hopes and dreams into also. So like yeah. the New York Times, so also with the distribution distribution thing, I paid for a theater to show it in LA for a week, which I think helped get the reviews and like trigger yeah. them and stuff. I feel like that's part of it. Um, but yeah, the New York Times review came out the day that it was showing at the theater here. And I was like, I knew the New York Times review would come out. And I was just like, oh, if it's good, this will change my life. Everything will be, it'll fix all my problems. And then it was just bad. And I was like, like fuck. So, ah. But yeah, it's a roller coaster, you know? Like, I feel like people don't, like, new filmmakers, like, if you haven't made a movie, you don't understand. It's just like, the roller coaster doesn't stop. It's just like no. constant ups and downs. And it just even, it feels like it just gets worse and worse as it goes on. <laughs> I mean, you got, and, and I'm not trying to pick on you. I'm looking at here. You got a 43% on uh, Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. That's kind but of I'm gonna tell you, that I'm going to tell you, though, <laughs> when you start thinking about it, one, you're on Rotten Tomatoes, bro. As an yeah. indie filmmaker, no. you're on Rotten yeah. Tomatoes. Yeah. Two, you have enough ratings to where you actually made the tomato reading. Because I'm on, right. on Rotten Tomatoes, and I, I don't have enough ratings or re reviews or whatever to make uh, a tomato rating. So well, so think about it positive. I'll, I'll try to help you out, bro. <laughs> okay, yeah, no. no I'm, I'm fine. No, I, I'm, I'm positive now. Yeah, I'm, I'm positive. Th thank you for <laughs> thank you for helping. <laughs> but, yeah, no, it's just, you know, it's tough. Uh, it's just constant ups and downs, you know. Yeah. So you just have to be happy with what you, you do yourself, you know. And I am happy with – I'm happy just making Ninja Badass, you know. It's just a bonus if people like it. Yeah. <laughs> or respond to it or watch it. It's just a, yeah. Well, uh, we liked it. We like. We really liked it. I personally – I'm a big fan, and that's why I had to hit you up. And I was like, well, let me get somebody that I really, really enjoyed talking to. Or not talking to. I really enjoyed watching so I could talk to them on, on our way back to bringing the podcast, you know, and kind of – reeling our audience back in because this is stuff that we like stuff that you know whenever we go to film festivals or whatever this is kind of like the little gems that i look forward to because anybody can make not to I'm, I'm, i know i'm gonna get crucified for this anybody can make a drama but a comedy that makes you laugh just for the sheer shits of making you laugh without you having to like really think of a joke you know what mm. i mean it's like it's not those witty like oh wait hmm, was that a, a joke about, you know, whatever? No, it's just, it's funny. You know what I mean? It just tickles your funny bone because it's funny. And that's one of yeah. those things that I enjoy a lot. Um, and again, it, it, and for people to not realize that, and, and hopefully I get this right, that is not a film that takes itself serious, but it's a film that's seriously put out there to entertain you. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't know if, if that was your main state in that once you put it out there. I mean, kind of like, um, I feel like there are movies made with like, um, they're like, you know, winking at you and they're like, Hey, this is goofy. This line's going to be goofy. But for the most part, I feel like Ninja Badass, why I like it is like, especially like characters like Haskell, mm -hmm. um, they just really believe in like what they're saying. Like, they're, yeah. I feel like Haskell, I just lucked out with him so much because he was like, he could fit into that character. And he's not like that in real life. Like, he, like, ran <laughs> from the air of a town, I think, before. I don't know. He's, like, really calm. He's a chill dude. Um, but he can just, like, channel it. 
uh, I mean, the same with, like, Big Tweety, you know. Obviously, Big Tweety's not like that in real life. He'd be insane. The bad guy. <laughs> yeah. Um, but they can act where, um, you know, you're a big character, but you believe in yourself and you, you have, like, um, a goal. And it's not just, like, I mean, there's a lot, I guess there's lots of shit in the movie where it's just, like, goofy to be goofy and just random shit. Mm-hmm. But at least from my perspective, when I was doing it, it was, like, hopefully you just want that stuff to heighten, the goofy shit just to heighten the character who already has, like, something that they they want. You know, it's a character that believes in themselves and they believe in the world. It's like a world that, you know, you're just trying to make a world that, functions in its own weird rules and shit yeah um, but yeah so i don't know that that was kind of my thinking behind it and you originally started out as more like an artsy movie where that, like it didn't set out to make like um like uh like the dolomite um i didn't watch it but like black dynamite i think yeah. it's like a remake of dolomite or something mm-hmm. like it didn't i didn't set out to make a like you know, reimagining of the shitty 80s ninja movies that I made. I mean, that 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 were made. Um, it was more just like my own movie that I wanted to make, but with some of those... Tropes and... and little yeah, things. tropes and stupid things going on. Yeah. Now, I, I did notice that, like, with Big Tweety and, and even with Haskell, they were more of bigger-than-life characters. You know what I mean? They were like... Like you said, they were in the world that you've created for them, but they were bigger than life. They were these like believable characters, but they were so powerful. So like they're there, and you know they're there. You know, what I mean? it's like how do you how do you get a care uh, one of your actors to get in that world or mindset and kind of like not lose it without you like pulling oh, no. that gorgeous hair out. <laughs> Oh, yeah, my gorgeous, gorgeous hair. <laughs> yeah, gorgeous uh, hair. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. It's tough. Like, so the guy that played Big Twitty, I actually interned on a movie uh, in, like, 2004 or five. I was an editor on it in Indiana, and he was the villain in that movie. And mm-hmm. um, it was about, like, a futon salesman or something. <laughs> and they shot in, like, 2002. So I was like, I love this guy. And originally, I wrote Ninja Badass, the original script. It was going to star him as the hero. And then I just knew that I always wanted to use him. And so then when I went back in to do Ninja Badass, I kind of knew what I was getting into. And he's just a very, very confident person in real life. Like, I had him audition for the movie. Um, and, like, so a, a little background about that. Like, when I went back to Indiana, um, I rented an office in a skyscraper. It was only, like, a grand, I think, for a month. But, um, you know, it was, like, on the 40th floor on, like, the tallest skyscraper in Indianapolis. So then, like, yeah. everyone was like, oh, holy shit. <laughs> so then it, it just makes it seem important. You know, you you yeah. want to – you got to fake all that stuff. And, you know, I had my tro- my marketing trophies and stuff on my desk and, like, posters from, like, marketing campaigns I worked on to make me seem important to people. Um, just because you want people to – you have the respect for, uh, you know, what were you doing? But yeah, so even when uh, Big Tweety came in, and I, I've known him for 10 years now, he just like, you know, he put his, he put his like shoes up on the desk and he's like, he's just reading the lines and shit. And it's like, he's just amazing. Like, he's an amazing actor. 
and it's really hard to find people like that or even act like that. Um, and then, yeah, uh, Haskell, he came in. He was wearing an Akira shirt and overalls. So it's like, this guy totally understands. Um, and then, yeah, I don't know. It's it's just so hard. Like, I did, I we did do, like, a couple rehearsals. And I had um, some references and stuff. And some of the lines, it's like Haskell, like, all his lines were already in the script. Like, it's written like that. So... I feel like that might have already kind of been a character in my head um, or, you know, it was written to be kind of yeah. that style and he could just really lean into it really hard. Um, but yeah, it's tough. Uh, casting. It, I really feel like it's just a lot of luck, you know, I don't really have any pointers other than, <laughs> other than rent a skyscraper. So people feel like you're important. Um, then they show they up just, on set and they're like, <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, yeah, you're in the woods without a bathroom. <laughs> and there's just like a couple sandwiches for like a 15 hour day or some shit. Nah, but I also, I also paid everyone. I mean, it was a low rate, but it was kind of decent ish at the time. Like, it was fine. Um, so, yeah, I feel like you got to do that. If you want actors who will care, if you want anyone who's going to care about anything, you have to pay them, really. Because if you don't, they're just not going to give a shit. Um, well, let's talk a little bit about that then. Because I know um, on IMDb it says your budget was 80000 Was yeah. this something that you raised or you just worked the fuck yeah. out of yourself and kind of saved it? I just saved it. Yeah, I just worked my ass off, you know. Um, and it's, I mean, it, it worked out for me because um, I moved to L.A. I just lucked out getting you know, some good jobs, like the marketing stuff. Um, but even then, you know, I was doing like a main job that's like 40 to hundred hours a week plus, you know, like side jobs and stuff. And that's just kind of how I am. I'm just like a workaholic. I don't like having a normal life. I like having <laughs> just work all the time. So I don't have to worry about having a normal life. Um, but yes, yeah, so I saved up initially. It was like about 30, 35, to shoot yeah. the movie in like 10 and credit card bills. <laughs> and then, um, yeah. And then I just went back to having a normal job and, you know, working on the movie at night and, you know, I didn't have to pay an editor. I had a couple assistant editors and I paid them a little bit. Um, but that was only for a little, for like a few things. You know, I did the VFX. I acted in the movie. I wrote it, directed it. So I didn't have to pay me. My mom also helped out. She was a big help. So the crew was only like me, my mom, um, uh, these people, friends of mine, Jake and Audrey, uh, they would show up sometimes and then Daryl. So like, you know, it, it'd be me or my mom doing the boom or, um, Kano, the other actor, um, that plays my best friend. Um, you know, we would do sound or we would do the bounce or it'd be a different actor or actress. You know, like the girl who plays JoJo, she would do the bounce sometimes. Um, or like there'd be an actor as the dragon. Or I would be in the dragon suit. Um, or I'd be a ninja. <laughs> you know, like in a lot of the scenes, I'd be yeah. a ninja. Or um, the guy who plays Kano, he would be a ninja. We're like in almost every ninja in the movie. Um, yeah, I did notice ninjas, that. <laughs> yeah, and a lot of the ninjas are VFX too, you know, in the background. Um 
But yeah, I don't know what I was even talking about. I guess the budget. Yeah, so that was the initial budget. And then like over time, just with like all the music and the um, stock footage that I used. um, And all that stuff's so cheap now. You know, you can get a sweet aerial shot on Pond 5 of like a city. Probably you can get 10 of them for like 30 bucks a month or something with their subscription. And those really like add a lot of production value to anything that you make. Um, so yeah, a lot of it was just stock footage and then the festivals were a big chunk of change. Um, and you know, I paid the sales agent, paid publicist, paid to show to the theater, but, um, yeah, it was all in the hopes that hopefully, you know, I can like segue into something else. And I guess I have, you know, I got into the baby music, like a lot of the acting stuff I've done has been because of, you know, the stuff in Ninja Badass, I think. Now, do you think with uh, the distribution, it might eventually? Because I know, again, this is something that I always get asked um, with distribution. There's like, oh, you make it. Oh, I got 10 minutes. Okay. They're no. like, with, with distribution, um, you're making money. And I'm like, mm, no, I make maybe about a buck fifty every quarter. <laughs> to yeah. if I get lucky, maybe ten, twenty dollars. Um, but do you think going into distribution, aside from getting you out there, will it ever like unless you have that big marketing budget, or whatever? Um, would that even offset that, or, or, or I mean, do you think no, it's no, worth I, it? I I think it's just um, I, I probably wasted i blew too much money on the movie like i've seen other stuff um god there's this guy bad girls you see the movie bad girls it no. came out like last year it was at a lot of festivals but like that guy made the mo- his movie for like i think 15 grand or like 30 grand it looked great i mean you just have to use your own talents to kind of leverage yourself to leverage your movie and stuff and keep your budgets low. And then maybe you could like even out and make money or like end up flat. But I feel like almost any movie these days, it's not going to make money no matter what. You have to get someone, you have to get money up front, you know. So like with Ninja Badass, I could like do a Kickstarter for a new movie or something. And I could probably get enough money from the Kickstarter to make it. Um, and then I wouldn't be out 80 grand or 40 grand or however <laughs> <for> much. <Yeah. laughs> But, um, yeah, I think, you know, your first movie or anything, it's just, uh, it's like a lost leader or whatever, you know, you just have to hope that the next thing will offset it. And you do it for the thrill of it, too, you know, it's for the fun uh, of making something. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm with you, because, like I said, the first, my first film, I was like, dude, I, I didn't know, one, I really... I had gone through film school and I kind of knew what was expected, but when you get on yeah. set, the human factor takes over and everything that you know shouldn't go wrong goes wrong, and you're like, "Fuck!" Oh dude, yeah, everything takes me. so long yeah. too. Everything takes long. It just yeah. everything that she shouldn't do wrong, and you know you shouldn't do wrong. We did wrong twice over. Wow. <laughs> no, <sure. laughs> so, Sorry yeah. to hear that. <laughs> you know, between yeah. people not being there on time, people canceling um people not knowing their lines and showing up or whatever and yeah food not being correct just yeah everything went wrong and i was like okay cool i learned from it and and i love it because it's out there and like you said it was like 
in any budget level, like stuff always goes wrong and you're always running out of money and you're always running out of time. Like it doesn't matter what level the production is. Cause like when I do background on really big stuff, it's like the same thing. It'll be like a 15 hour day or something. And they'll be telling the, st- the star will be like, we got to do another take. We gotta, the song was wrong. We got to do it again. <laughs> and like, they're like, no, we got to stop. We got to stop. You know, there's like, a, there's a thousand extras here and we can't do another hour. Cause we'll have to pay like 60 grand or something. Wow. But yeah, I don't know. It's just, um, yeah, I kind of take comfort in that, in that like any production level, <laughs> they're always like, you know, imagine having to deal with that. You finally yep, have this I, big ass, or like, or like the Batgirl people, you know, like that movie didn't even come out at all. Yeah, dude, they were almost look finished at that stuff. So you feel better. Huh? <laughs> yeah, it's like it, they're almost finished, or they were finished with it, wasn't it? They were finished, yeah. and they were doing uh, post production. Yeah, yeah, they're just doing post. Yeah, wow, yeah. So that's the thing. Yeah, yeah. I look at the bad headlines, <laughs> the bad news from other people. <laughs> make make yeah, it's just really hard, you know. I feel like now, if I were doing it, I'd try and just do like TikTok videos or like YouTube videos. <laughs> Right. <laughs> make movies, you know, just to make money or like just make stuff, you know, because features are features are tough. No, but I mean, like you said yourself, you have the platform already out there, which is Ninja Badass. You have it out there. Why yeah. not use it? I mean, you've learned from it, and you, you apparently it's already clicked in your head that you could use that platform already. That's that's there to kind of continue launching yourself or continue making another Ninja Badass. You know what I mean? And yeah. Kind of expand on that world and be like, hey, you know what? If I can't make a feature, I'm going to make my own feature and continue with my IP that's already proven, that already has distribution, already has rating, I am already have reviews, Um, you know, it does, I already know what to shoot because it's me. You know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah. Why yeah, not? So, I, I don't know. Why not? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just trying to get in LA. I'm just trying to get in the system here, you know? I'm in yeah. LA. You know, I'm trying to, I just wanted to get in like a writer's room, just any writer's room, just to become a better writer. You know, like I just love doing every part of all of it. Like I loved working in movie trailers for, you know, a decade or whatever. I just love it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to become a better writer. So then, yeah, when I write my own stuff, it'd be even better. Um, and I was really hoping I could just get someone to like chip in or help me out <laughs> or something just to get like a bigger movie going. Cause it's like, even if you attach names and stuff to your, to your movies, you can't get like a minimum guarantee or anything anymore. At least from what I've yeah. heard, or at least the people that I know. Um, so it's all just like a big process, like trying to meet people that know how to do things <laughs> movie wise to give money or something. I feel like maybe I have to go to like, um, like uh, one of the programmers in LA, a festival we were at, I just saw her a month ago and she was going to like Berlin Al or whatever, like go to film markets and talk to sales agents and like get money that way. I don't know. I don't know. I guess what I really hope is that with the acting stuff, I get cast in something like a Disney Channel show or something as a wacky uncle. Yeah. And I, I could do that for like a year or two. And then I'll have the cachet of, like, I can make a <laughs> ninja badass or something. I don't yeah. know. 
Like I, I could just become my own star that then I get money from it somehow. I, whatever. You become um, the name. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's I guess that's what I'm trying right now is just the acting stuff. Um, and um, yeah, because acting's really fun. I love it. It's just a slog. Like I don't know if you've ever tried any of the acting stuff, but um, like with auditions, Once. it's just self tapes now. So like if I get like five auditions a week, that's like each self tape. That's like one to four hours of work to do a fucking yeah. self tape audition. Um, such as me bitching about that. <laughs> but you know, then if you get in that Disney Channel shows the wacky uncle, it all, it all, it's all, it all it. it's all, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I could see you as a wacky uncle. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, me too. Stare. Yeah. 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 It comes back to the hair. That's that's <laughs> what Ninja Badass Two should be about. The hair. The return of the hair. Yeah, there might have. Yeah, I don't know. the the general idea is that Rex has saved hot babes, um, and a lot of them have gotten pregnant, and then he they're they're all coming after him for child support. But he's rich. He has like a Lamborghini and shit. And then there's some bad people. And he and Haskell, it'd be more like me, uh, Rex and Haskell going on an adventure, I think. But it'd be fucking sick, I'll tell you that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I would watch it. I would hope that it would cross Thanks. my path and I'd be like, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I'd definitely submit it to River City Film Festival. <laughs> hey, let me know, man. I'll get you a free pass just so we can watch it. <laughs> Are you guys going to do an in-person festival again? Um, we're That's trying this year. Yeah, we we actually are trying this year because yeah, our last year we just so happened that we were still in COVID and we didn't get the notice from the city of San Antonio that everything was canceled to the last minute. And we're like, uh, oh, dude, come on, we can't have anything. They're like, no. Oh, hey, you know what? Let me give you. Hold on, let me take a break. Um, and I'm gonna shoot you another uh link so we can finish talking and then we'll close out the interview. That's okay with you? Okay, cool. Cool. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. All right. See. You. All right. All right. Okay, so we're back. <laughs> so we're talking about the festival. Yes, um, we are planning to uh, go back in person. Uh, we and like I said, the biggest reason why we had to stop was because we had gotten shut down by the city of San Antonio. Um, and that was for everybody. Um, and they yeah. put it out that the last minute that no, because of COVID guidelines, yada yada, this and that. And then the following year, we did straight online. And then after that, I had to kind of take a break because I started school um, for my PhD. But now I'm like, okay, you know what? I, I miss being with people. I miss talking to filmmakers. I miss the filmmaker process. Um, so that's yeah. the only reason why I'm like, nope, nope, nope. I got to push myself and just, like you said, work myself to death. But it'll be worth it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just what you got to do. There's just not enough time in the day to. <laughs> no. Yeah. Now, any, uh, <laughs> any future projects for yourself? Yeah, I got, projects? Lots, I got lots of, I mean, I have lots of scripts. I got all kinds of scripts. My next movie that I did want to do, so I did, okay, so yeah, I remember now. I didn't want to just keep doing Ninja Bass because I didn't want that to be my own thing. Mm -hmm. I mean, the, the only thing that I do, you know. So I did have a bodybuilding script, the feature that I wanted to do. But, um, like, I can't get anyone to give a shit about anything. So, 
you know, that might be something where I just need to make my own, like, 800 grand or something and <laughs> make it myself somehow. So, uh, yeah, hopefully I'll win the lotto. So there's that, and then, yeah, just the Ninja Bat. And I have, like, a Power Rangers spoof show I wrote a pilot for that I really like. It's like Reno 911, but with Power Rangers, kind of. That would be um, funny as hell. It is. It is. It got um like six in the top sixteen in a stage thirty two comedy pilot uh, contest. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I'm just doing the acting stuff. You know, you'll you can see me in Murder in the Heartland. Uh, the next two episodes coming out, I think. Really? <laughs> in those <laughs> reenactments. Nice. Um, like I'm in some indie features. Uh. They'll come out at some point, and yeah, like the music videos. But um, yeah, I put I put that stuff on my Instagram. My Instagram is the Ninja Badass. The for Ninja anyone Badass. listening, the Ninja Badass. Um, but yeah, I don't know. So yeah, I feel like the next thing that I really want to make is a short, um, but like a high end short. So I'm trying to get more into to 3d vfx like with mm-hmm. blender like i love blender yeah. and you can see some of that in my movie like with the mustang i feel like the cut the new the new ver- the latest version of the movie it's different than the one that i submitted to river city probably because i read it a lot of facts yeah like the pet store explosion and the mustang driving away and the mustang exploding um yeah the mustang yeah, exploding was it was different because this time yeah. you actually see the parts of the Mustang and everything blowing <laughs> up. And I was like, oh, dude, this wasn't, wait. I had to look at it twice. Right. I'm like, and I can't go back and look at the original submission. Right. But I yeah, didn't yeah, remember yeah. the no, it's different. Mustang yeah. blowing up. But yeah. Yeah, and some of the shots of the Ninja Van driving around, that's uh, in 3D, too. Um, so what about yeah, the, like, like the Mustang peeling into the road? Yeah, yeah, that one with the, the drone shot. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and then the the ninja van driving past the car on the um on the like the, on the farms, yeah, yeah, that's three D. Um, and then Haskell flipping around—that's a three D model of Haskell. <laughs> they uh, made it, but yeah, so that that probably be the next thing. So I'll submit it to River City definitely. So All right. we'll be I'll looking forward know. to it. <laughs> yeah. So for everybody right. listening, um, we know we could pick up your film on Amazon. You could either rent it or buy it. You could, yeah. uh, there you go, on the on Blu-ray. I'm going to have to order mine because, you know, and then have it send it to you so you could sign it for me. Um, you <laughs> could watch it on Tubi, on Vudu, I think on iTunes. Um, you could, where else can you find you? You said Instagram uh, is your. Yeah, nin- the Ninja Badass is my Instagram. Um, mm-hmm. That's the main social media thing that I use now. Like, okay. I have a Facebook, but I don't really use it. But, yeah. The Ninja Badass. The website is ninjabadassmovie.com, but there you, you go. if you want to look at some of the good reviews <laughs> and the old news about the movie and the trailer, uh, yeah, check that out. Cool. But, yeah, like I said, Ryan, I, I do appreciate you being on here, man. And, and I had to, like, get one of the films that I remember a lot to be one of our first films back, you know, 2023, when we relaunched Film Noobs. And mainly because I enjoyed it. And I'm going to personally say I enjoyed it. So I, I know I voted for it really high. Um, and I was really glad when everybody agreed that it was it was cheesy enough and 
goofy enough and funny enough to be like best comedy in the, in in the festival. Um, and I, I don't remember what else did you get. Hold on, let me look at it. what else did you get. Because like I said, I wasn't really in, in charge. Charge. Oh. Yeah, and um, well, it probably says on my website actually. Well, more yeah, than IMDb. Huh? I'm on IMDb. Oh, best sound design. Oh, yeah. I want to talk to you about sound design. Okay. Um, because that was one of the things that stuck out in my mind. And, and I totally forgot about it, too. I just uh, saw it right now. When I looked at your film, I noticed that the sound design, and I don't know if this was on purpose or if this was something that you had particularly um, in mind. And, and I know I was I, we were supposed to end the, the interview, but I, I just got That's it real fine. quick. Yeah. Um, as far as sound design, it has a lot of qualities going kind of almost referring back to the old Kung Fu movies that were super dubbed where it was just slightly out of sync. You knew it was almost like post-production, um, really high. You could clearly hear it. So you kind of knew it was like, you know, clearly redubbed or something. Was that something that accidentally happened or was it like done it intentionally in post or, or. I don't know. Some of it might be unintentional, just uh-huh. unintentional period. Um, but yeah, like, I guess like some of the screams and stuff, like, is that what you're talking about? Like the no, 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 and... just the whole sound of the film. Um, oh, when you look at, and, I... and I, sound is my thing. I, I'm, I'm a big sound guy. Um, when yeah. I look at films in, that come through for us for the film festival, a lot of them, I know when they've done camera work or, or, or in camera sound, um, some of them mm. are post sound where, or, or they did, you know, ADR. And I know when they've used boom. Uh, with yours, I I know you use boom, but it was too too clear. You know what I mean? Because there's there's oh, yeah? certain things when you do ADR that doesn't quite sound like you're in the space that you're supposed to be in. Um, but with yours, it was like okay, it kind of makes you feel like you're back in those watching those eighties, nineties, you know, crazy kung fu movies. And I was like, is this intentional? Is is he really going that far to where it's like? You're enjoying the sound and it's captivating you. It's putting you in the film. It's making you think this is intentional 90s spoof kung fu movie done new. Just say yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nah. Well, yeah, I don't know. I feel like some of it might just be because I mixed it poorly because I was kind of doing the final mix like on my own computer. But yeah, no, I think, um, you know, I just uh, I just keep adding shit. You know, I just don't let anything sit on its own. And, you know, that's, like, with the script. Like, I would just look at it every night and change random shit everywhere, which is kind of good and bad. But I do the same thing with an edit or, you know, VFX or, you know, movie trailers that I'm working on or anything. You know, after you're done with it, you just keep adding shit to it and, like, adding layers and layers and layers. And, like, you know, the the pig walking around, like, there there wasn't ever supposed to be a pig in that scene, like, anywhere. Or the chicken, or cows in the background. You know, that's just kind of shit that came to me over time. And so I feel like that's how it is the same with uh, sound design and stuff. You know, I'll just keep adding shit, and I just can't leave it alone. So, like, you know, I'm not I'm not happy with just one scream. I need, like, three screams. I need reverb yeah. on the screen. <laughs> yeah. I need another shot of more screaming. <laughs> it's kind of like, like uh, uh, Wild at Heart, the David Lynch movie, when, yeah. like... I watched this behind the scenes thing and it's like when Nicolas Cage is singing Elvis and like all the girls are going ah, ah, and like David Lynch had like a button and he would just keep pressing like the the, the, the girl scream button because he liked it so much. 
That's pretty much me. Um, but yeah. And I just like sound, you know, I'm, I'm a big movie fan. So, you know, I just like unique sounds and stuff. And then working with the movie trailers, like you, you become really into different sound design and, you know, weird sounds. Well, like I said, I, I really enjoyed the sound design of the film because it was done very well. And, and I see a lot of films and I hear, and most of the time I'll vote. I'm one of the judges that like, I'm very critical when it comes to sound design. And I'll, I'll, I'm quick to like give you a three. If I hear like when you do an edit and I hear a click, and I'm like, ah, that messes up. Click, click, three. And right. I'm like, I have, sometimes I have to reel back and be like, this is independent guys. But I'm like, it doesn't take much to do sound design because yeah, it does it. On the end or the beginning. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, it's, it, it, and nowadays, yeah, there really is like not, there's really no excuse. You know, everyone's doing, everyone's editing, everyone's doing all kinds of shit. You know, you look at Instagram reels or like TikTok. And, like, I was looking at Instagram reel, and it was, like, a kid, and he had, like, a fake head. He's, like, knocking off the fake head. His real head appears where the fake head is. And it's, like, kids are doing that these days? Like, if I had that kind of technology 30 years ago or something, I'd yeah. be insane. But, yeah, no, it's – um, and whenever I'm working on something, it, I feel like some of that comes from the movie trailer stuff. Because, you know, you just obsess over, like, a 15-second spot. Like, it has to, you know – like for Guards of the Galaxy 2 or something. Yeah. And you're just, you're beefing it up with, you just keep adding sound design, deleting shit, put in music, change the music. So the same thing with Ninja Badass, you know, I, I obsess about the music and I'm super into music um, and editing to the music. Um, so that's, I feel like that's why the quality, we'll call it quality, the quality <laughs> stays consistent throughout. Whatever the music, quality. the music was good. I liked the music. It didn't again. It it was very within the genre of that type of film. Yeah. I guess that's yeah. the correct term for me to use within the genre of the film or yeah. the type of film. It, I felt that I was never taken out of it right. due to sound you know, quality or music or 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 VFX it, or SFX. Yeah, and it goes between like romantic saxophone and and death metal and <laughs> stereotypical ninja music and country music. And so yeah, yeah the I'm country just... music was the one like, uh, was it Haskell? Haskell? Yeah. When uh he's doing his uh montage in the beginning, he's like, yeah, I'm a ninja, and then he starts walking off. Oh yeah, okay. So yeah, that song. <laughs> so that song, it was that song was made by the guy that did the um Tiger King. Uh, songs. Really? Anyone remembers Tiger King? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you know, the I saw a tiger and a tiger saw a man. You know, like, the Joe Exotic didn't actually sing that. It was, um, he paid some dude to do the music. So, um, God, I can't remember that guy's name. I feel really bad. Um, but, uh, yeah, so that guy, that composer, he reached out to me when I was originally shooting the movie in, like, 2015. Um, to see if I need anything. And he lives in like Washington or something. And he emailed me because he saw the Craigslist ad for, for casting on the Indianapolis Craigslist. <laughs> and I was like, no, but I like this stuff. And then, um, you know, years later, I put up a listing for it from LA looking for a country music song, custom country music song, and replied to it. And then he did the song and it was fucking awesome. 
Um, and then I like tried to give them notes too. Where I'm like, hey, can you just get a little more slide steel guitar and you know reverb this? He's like, oh yeah, I know a blind woman that could do slide steel guitar. <laughs> and then like, but they sent me the next cut of the song. And it sounded like exactly the same almost. And I was like, okay, this is fine. It's it's I don't need. A, I'm getting out of my realm here trying to fuck around with <laughs> change the music. <laughs> and then like two years later. He emailed me about, like, Tiger King and stuff. Like, he was the Tiger King guy. I'm like, wow, okay. That's cool. Because, yeah. So it's a really weird coincidence with all that. But, um, yeah. So, I don't know. That's a custom song for the movie. And it's a full-length song, too. It's on the um, Blu-ray. I put the whole thing on the Blu-ray. It's like a little music video type thing. Nice. I'm definitely going to have to order the Blu-ray now. Um, Last question. A lot of the stuff he did, especially with um, uh, with some of the things you say and how you say them, um, they kind of borderline <laughs> pushing some some stereotypical kind of language and verbiage and so forth. Mm-hmm. And I understand, me, I understand, it's within the movie. Yeah. Were you especially nowadays with everything going on and with how everybody's like. You know, Twitter this, and oh, I'm going to cancel you because of whatever. Did you ever fear the fact that maybe because of the way you you said certain things or you portrayed certain characters that it might come back to you, especially because you are a white male, you know, yeah. director? No, yeah, sure, yeah. No, I'm terrified. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> of course I am. No, I mean, hopefully, I feel like. I mean, I would do it differently now. Um, Why? A bit. But even parts of it, like, I don't know. I feel like it's all, I feel like it's fine. <laughs> I feel like it's not that offensive, really. And I'm not, um, I didn't mean for it to be offensive. Um, like, uh, you know, like any of the Asian culture stuff, I'm just into Asian culture. Yeah. So, like, it's like it's from the perspective of a, um, God, what's the term when like a white guy likes Japanese stuff? Otaku? Yeah. <laughs> like otaku type. No, I took Japanese classes in college. Like I love, like I played video games my whole life. Like I'm really into just cool Asian stuff. <laughs> so, um, I mean, it's, it's tough because like the movie, it's like, I feel like it's meaner to, towards people that would be like hillbillies or rednecks, possibly. But that's like kind of the culture that like I you know, I'm from Indiana. So yeah. I feel like I can make fun of that. <laughs> or maybe not. <laughs> I don't know. Um oh. but uh I don't know. I it's probably not a perfect like it's not it's tough with like you know, the Twitter and the woke stuff. You could just like you could tear anything apart is the yeah. other thing. So it, it just gets really tough. You know, if you watch like Seinfeld or The Office or something, like I love those shows. But yeah, there's problematic elements in in all of it or anything, period. But um I mean I tried to do it from a place of like sincerity in a way. Like yeah. even with Haskell and I don't know, like maybe like the pilot that I wrote, like which would star Haskell was like trying to make up for it, but like I feel like, at least in my head, they're, like, characters that, like, care about things and, like, have hopes and dreams and stuff. Mm-hmm. 
Um, they're just a little wayward or, um, God, what's the word? Incompetent. <laughs> oh my Misplaced, um, you know, they're just doing it their own way, which yeah. I don't know if that's offensive or not. Like someone just doing things their own way. You know, I, know, I guess like some people want do. Be, you know, if the hillbilly wants to be a ninja sensei, you know, I could have had, I could have put in a lot more offensive stuff, I think. Yeah, I think you could. I think you could have really taken it overboard. But I, where I mean, was... I wouldn't do it because, like, I'm not that person. And I, I would prefer things to just be like a happy world where, like, you don't have to worry about any of that stuff. But yeah, no, I was, um, I'm, I'm always worried about that. So watch Ninja Badass before I take it off of everything. <laughs> take it off the internet. Yeah, or you get canceled. Oh, man. Yeah, or I, I watch it before I get canceled. Which, I don't know, they'll just make, like, I'll go on to Fox News and get money to make a ninja movie that way. There you, you know? go, that's the way to go. Get canceled so you can Trump. make Badass too. <laughs> yeah, Donald Trump can be a guest star in the movie. Now I'll get some funding. Whatever. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah. Oh, I mean, you know, I'm as liberal pretty much as it gets. But Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, hopefully no one, no one. See, so that, that's why you don't want too much publicity. You want a little bit of publicity, but not too much. Then, then you're held up to a different, like you know, <laughs> different yeah, bar yeah. there. <laughs> yeah, and hopefully people would stop you from doing stupid things. No, but, they're gonna instigate you to do it. <laughs> oh yeah, possibly. But you're just tweeting. You're just tweeting all night long at that point. Hooked on the Twitter. Oh man! But again, bro, I, I I've I've gone over my time. Yeah, I have. Um, but I do appreciate you, dude. I, I really appreciate you taking time out. You know, thanks. Uh, yeah, thanks for having me. Coming, you know, like even what two years, three years after, we kind of promised y'all we would bring y'all on. <laughs> so I I do appreciate that, and I I appreciate the patience. Um, but again, it was a really awesome film. I enjoyed it. I couldn't stop laughing when even when I watched it again today, earlier before I, I wanted to rewatch it just so I could have it fresh in my my head. Um, and I, I, yeah, you're right. It, it has evolved to where you're like, nice. And, and I like where it's at. And I always I always want more because again, I, I think independent filmmakers come up with such unique IPs that Hollywood should stop and be like, you know what? Let, let's go this route and take a chance because. For a lesser budget, we can make 50, 60 times more if we just give these guys a chance, as opposed to losing 10, 20 billion thousand what we would have spent on a film of equal or even lesser quality. Because sometimes Hollywood puts out some really shitty stuff for millions of dollars. And I'm like, dude, how did you let that happen? You have editors who get paid ridiculous amount of money. You have scripties who watch shit. You have people standing around, not doing anything, looking at your set. You have set decorators. You have, oh, I mean, ugh, just, yeah. it's frustrating. But they, that just shows how hard it is to make something, you know? Like you watch a big blockbuster movie and there's like script problems. And it's like, you guys spent $800 million on this movie and it's yeah. still like this? So, yeah, that, that's, that's more of the stuff that gives me, that, that lets me be uh not as hard on myself <laughs> about everything <laughs> perfect. Oh man. 
What do you get, brother? I <laughs> know how hard it is, you know? Uh, we keep we keep <laughs> we keep talking. I gotta stop because I know we could talk shop all day long. Um, and my my viewers, my listeners, only have like a small thirty second attention span, so we gotta keep it short for them. <laughs> okay, <laughs> all cool. three of them. Um, again, I do appreciate you. Um, on our podcast, I'll pretty much put the links of every everywhere we could find you. Um, if again, if you ever come up with another feature film or Ninja Badass two, please let me know. I uh, will gladly have you on the film festival, have you back here on uh, the podcast. Uh, if you have any other big projects, let us know, man. We're excited to have have you back, please. Um, awesome. And again, thank you for everything, brother. Um, any yeah, last comments, you. concerns? Uh, no, just, yeah, thanks for every, thanks for having me in the festival. Uh, hopefully everyone that checks out your podcast and misses the festival. Um but yeah, I'd love to come to an actual festival when you guys have them again someday, you know. But uh, yeah, just thanks again. You know, the best comedy award means a lot to me. <laughs> Shameless Immortal plug. Life. Shameless plug. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, just thanks so much. It was great meeting you. Awesome. And again, for those out you listening, um, again, we're talking to Ryan Harrison, director of Bat- uh, Ninja Badass. Uh, you can find it on Blu-ray, DVD, Amazon, Voodoo, Tubi, um, Google him. When you see the film, hit the like, uh, leave a positive review if you can, or even a bad review. Uh, just leave a review. Let him know you saw it, man. Let him know you appreciated the awesomeness of, that he worked hard on. Um, and again, thank you guys for listening to Film Noobs. Uh, till next time, Brian, thank you again. Um, and that's it. That's it for the podcast. See you again, guys, later. Bye. Hey. All right.